I guess they figure why not, you know, use their weight, push it around. Uh, only thing is, didn't work out so well this time. So what's going on? This is Jay, Wolfpack Performance, Performance Talk Podcast, and host of the hottest live talk show on the planet for Formula One content, the F1 Minute Show. So listen, we will be live for F1 Minute again Monday. Um, so be on alert for that. That is an episode and an opportunity for you to be able to come on live, have a debate, say your piece, you know, instead of staying in the comment section, giving you opportunity to have some uh, platform time. And, you know, if you're in the comment section and you're trolling and doing all that, why not come on verbally and visually say, it, you know, put your chest out, grab your balls, do something, you know, just trying to say. But also find a way in the in the live chat to utilize our have a good time, you know, let your hair down, unbutton your shirt a little bit, breathe, you know, uh, cursing is permitted, but try to, you know, have a good time, but don't personally attack anybody. Don't start uh, using homophobic slurs, racial slurs, any of that other stuff. Try to keep it nice. You can be punchy, but I think you know what respectable punchy is and then what just people are being hateful is as well. So we're going to talk about Alex Pelot McLaren and Ganassi Racing, and this situation is almost Oscar Piastri S in a way, right? What's up, Maria? At first up in the chat, what's going on? I hope you are well too, Queen. What's up, Blue Diva? So yeah, we're gonna talk about this situation. Alex Below, very cool guy, uh, very nice conversation in the time we had while he was going in between. I believe at that point in time, uh, he had already finished his free practice run when I was able to speak with Alex and, and meet him back in the paddock. A very cool dude, very cool, calm, collective. I, for one, was almost, I would say, eager or interested to see what would and how McLaren was going to turn out having what I was considering a three-headed monster in Alex Below, Oscar Piastri, and Lando Norris. I thought that if McLaren were able to put such a three-man crew together, that it was going to be strong. And I think even now we see with the addition of Oscar Piastri that McLaren indeed made the jump for the right reasons and it's paying off. However, however, I do think that this jump was ill-advised or at least did not stand on good ground. I think McLaren were trying to push their weight into a situation, thinking that Ganassi was going to go ahead and, and maybe bend the knee, in so many words, should I say, and give up Alex Pillow. Now, we already know the situation with Oscar Piastri, as messy as that guy going all the way to the CRB board, getting basically a child custody dispute case between Alpine and McLaren. The very vast difference here is Alpine did not have their ducks in a row. Alpine messed up when it came to contracts. Their management team dropped the ball and therefore left a loophole, left a situation there for not only Oscar, but his management and McLaren to whittle their way in and actually make things happen. That was Alpine's fault. And we know Alpine... After Alonzo jumped out of the window on him, Alonzo jumped ship as he's been doing, looking for that team, looking for that car, jumped ship to Aston Martin. Of course, you could say because he wasn't going to get the length or the extension, whatever the case was, Alonzo left. 
and what Alpine did, and I believe in a panic to try and secure their position, is release a social media post saying that Oscar Piastri was driving for them without without talking to his management and without talking to him. Because shortly after that, Oscar Piastri released a social media message that said he said nothing of a sort and was not going to be driving with Alpine. This has some of that S essence in it okay but the only difference here is the acquiring team being mclaren arrow were the ones who pretty much i think dropped the ball on trying to release something as to alex joining them and then alex saying that he indeed did not make set quotes or statements as to that and i'm going to say this even let's say even if alex had a verbal deal going on with them and let's say he was having a conversation. I think that even McLaren doing McLaren arrow, let me go ahead and be specific when I even doing so without consulting Alex's management or without consulting Alex prior to making that announcement. Now, if he blessed it, it's all fine and dandy, but I don't think he did. And I think at that time, when you do that, you put Alex in a situation with Ganassi with chip you put him in a situation out in public in space. And at that point in time, if I'm Alex, I got to decide, like, do I really want to keep going down this rabbit hole with you? Even if, if it's behind closed doors, right? Because you've already went and you've put it out in public in a way that I would not have agreed with. And now you put me in a situation. And on top of that, you put me in a contractual situation with chip, who I've been winning with 2021 and he's in the lead this season. So he's in a winning car with a winning team having success. McLaren arrow aren't having that same success. I think we all know um, that sometimes, well, a good amount of time IndyCar success doesn't translate over to formula one car success and vice versa, because I Groshan will all though was not successful with Haas like that. He's, still not as successful in IndyCar as far as Alex Pelot's success is concerned, okay? So I think that that rubbed him the wrong way, and I think that rubbing him the wrong way kind of made him retract on anything they had going on. I think he has several reasons why he was considering trying to make that jump, even if that was a way through IndyCar, McLaren Arrow, into Formula One, and then back over to the Europe, Europe side of the world. That definitely probably drove the stake in because now it's like I'm already being successful. Um, I mean, you like gotta like winning. He's winning in IndyCar. He's winning in Ganassi product. He's is it's just a situation that do, how much do you want to rock the boat? Like how much do you want to rock the boat on this situation before you end up in a situation where it's not going to be good for you? You're going to lose this. You're going to lose being successful in IndyCar. You're going to end up with nothing or end up with McLaren Arrow, which is not as successful. And then you possibly don't end up in Formula One in a seat, which inevitably you probably wanted to be for certain reasons anyway. Okay. But to me, I think McLaren got a little bit bullish. I think they got bullish. They got their way with Oscar Piastri and Alpine, although they had to financially compensate Alpine for money invested in Oscar in order to get him ready to be a driver for them. Now, of course, there's a situation where Alpine was going to do something ill-advised given if Alonzo was going to stay, and I can't blame Oscar for not wanting to stay around for that crap either. But still, Alpine didn't have their ducks in a row. 
Ganassi and management had their ducks in a row. Alex was not supposed to talk to teams until said time. They had an option to retain him for this season, which he's being very successful this season. And I think still McLaren banked on their size. I think they banked on their reputation. I think they banked on that papaya car and just Zach being able to be the negotiator he can. And probably because Alex may have had a slump season, not really a slump because I think he might have been fifth in the championship standings or something like that. Maybe with all of that and then Neil pushing the issue thought maybe Ganassi would just let him go and say, you know what? He had a down season. Let's just let him go. I mean, even though he won a championship just the season before, maybe you let him go. And they weren't going to do that. They weren't going to do that. I'm not too sure how much Alex was going to be committed to doing that. And with McLaren handling business like they did, I think it may have pushed him further away from even trying to want to go down that road. And I think he dodged a bullet. I think Alex dodged a bullet. I think the outcome that has developed before us is the better situation for Alex below. I think the situation with Oscar Piastri being there and Lando, I'm not sure if Alex Pelot comes over and he's driving that Formula One car immediately. I think Oscar is still the better Formula One prospect because of his route to the F1 seat versus Alex's route to the F1 seat. And I think we all know because of that, that, that crossover, can Alex come out of IndyCar and be as successful as Oscar is being right now in Formula One? And I'm not, I'm not too sold, but I'm not, I'm not restraining or downing Alex's ability because, like I said, he's a hell of a driver. He's a hell of an IndyCar driver. He's championship standing right now, likely to clinch the championship, get two within a three-year, three-season time period, which is pretty good. And I would say run that up, bro. Run it up. Run it up until something directly comes along that is a dead smash giveaway. You got a seat, you got a job, and you got time. Because right now, why rush it? You may possibly be able to have conversations with Audi. Maybe Audi might be talking to him. Maybe Audi might think about it. But I do think Audi coming into the sport, they need a senior statesman, an elder, eldersman, and, um, and then a young a young gun, right? Or you're going to go the house route, get two very stable drivers, consistent drivers, drivers that won't wreck up the car, drive up the cost cap while you take a couple of years, maybe even three years to develop a car that is going to be very championship ready and then make the crossover to find you, drop one of those drivers, find you a young, hot talent that can come in, be bullish on that and all of that. And maybe that's Alex at some point in time. Maybe, maybe. But if he's not, he's doing damn good where he is. Now, how long he wants to do good there and stay on this side of the world and be separated from his family, I don't know. And I'm not sure maybe that's the whole situation with him as far as him trying to make certain moves and wanting to be places. Sometimes you can't replace the feeling of being able to go home and talk to family or be around family for the weekends without having to travel long distances, to have that constant family support in the paddock, those are things that are very important to some people. And even if they are very important to some people, some people don't do well without those things in place all the time. So hopefully a situation's open up for Alex, but you know, McLaren did launch 
a legal action and we all know what that's about we all know mclaren launching their legal action is the same thing as alpine launching their legal action you got oscar we put money in developing him no matter how much of money we put in we put money we invested in oscar in order for oscar to be a top driver for alpine and win at alpine and he's no longer doing that he's with you so if you're going to take the product we're going to need you to pay for that and of course, McLaren did pay for that. And now McLaren is having a legal action toward Alex and management for money that they would like to be compensated for, for getting him prepared for what they thought was going to be a transition. And I would say even if McLaren don't get that ruling, then so be it. Because in my opinion, Ganassi had the paperwork, had the contracts, had the clauses, had everything in order and had rights at this point in time, to my knowledge, in order to have Alex's service for the 2023 season and for him to not be converting, con, con, conversing or con, talking to teams about any deals until said time outlined in the contract. McLaren overstepped, in my opinion, and therefore, if you spent money in a situation where you are already gambling on it anyway, well, we know what happens when you gamble. You're likely to lose more money than you win. And then you're not going to be able to sue the blackjack table, the, the Texas Hold'em table, the roulette table, talking about I put money in here thinking I was going to. No, it's, it's gone. That money's gone. You shouldn't you should have never spent it. You should have never overstepped. And you did. So that's your lesson. But I'm pretty sure we'll find out what happened with that. And, of course, I'm not sure if McLaren – do McLaren want to continue to, like, down that route? Do you want to really do that? Do you really want to do that? Because it really doesn't look so good right now. And I know a lot of people will say, well, Alex doesn't look good because of the contracts and the situations. Well, it doesn't look good for McLaren because it does look like Nancy had everything in order. And if McLaren's management team or a legal team looked at those contracts, they should have indeed saw that this is probably not something we should be doing. We probably should leave this alone. So I don't know. I, I would like to see Alex – in either or i like to see him in formula one doesn't necessarily have to be with mclaren i like to see him win if he can go and win another one next season with ganassi in, in 2024 that would be awesome for him the team and the sport big shout out to jamie chadwick placing sixth i know a lot of people were trying to doubt her like I said, if she plays top 10 in a race or so, y'all need to start giving her her flowers because there's a lot of people out here talking about women can't race. She placed sixth. Sixth. Just go check the grid, how many cars are out there, and look where she placed. That's all I'm saying. It's not, not bad. It's not shabby. Not at all. So we got this weekend, we're going to have the eSports race on Sunday at 11 a.m., the link will be up for that. Okay, so be there for that. Then Monday, we're going to have F1 Minute, where that platform is about you more than it is about me. You get to come on, say what you got to say. We're going to have several topics that we've already talked about. What I've talked about, I want to hear you talk about them. They have been exploding this week, and you should know what topic has just been erupting this week. And what other team would it be? Red Bull. Leave it up to Red Bull to do what they're doing. And we're going to talk about other topics before we get into the coming up races. The Vegas race is something that 
we probably will talk heavy about when that approaches because there's going to be a lot of in the want to know how this race is going to come. How are they going to facilitate it? How is it going to turn out? Is it going to be competitive? Are we going to see a race that's going to be very boring? Is it going to be exciting? How's the crowd going to be? How's market? Like all of that stuff is something that's going to be very interested to know that weekend is going to be very hot just for that GP, that new GP alone. So we will be here for that. By the way, we have a new VIP member. Uh, finally, Walter Shavers got in contact with him, with me. I'm waiting for him to send me that shipping address still, but we have a new VIP member and we will not pronounce, we will not announce that VIP member until the F one day all right when we have race day formula one the grand prix that's when we'll do it because we'll have enough people here i want as many people to congratulate that person as i would ask for people to come congratulate you so we're not going to do it on a break weekend we're going to do it when formula one comes back where we got good fp practice practice sessions we got quality sessions we got gp all of that all right so the new vip member will be announced then i really look forward to it this person definitely has been waiting for a minute and finally they reached that level so we will see what happens then be here sunday live 11 a.m i will start the free practice session 11 30 we go live for quality in the race i will see you all soon peace i'm out wolfpack